Cape Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the rose to my thorn, it's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. How are you? I'm all right. Did you like my little rose to my thorn? Yes, I'm glad I'm the rose this time and not the thorn. That's, I knew you. The bad thing. I knew you'd say that. The thorn to my rose is (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're going to be talking about pretty poison today. So we're going to be talking about flowers and botanicals and all of that good stuff. But first, shall we talk about the art life? What's happening in the world of Will Rogers? Robson, artist and writer extraordinaire. Well, I've been, uh, I just finished my first backup story for Joker issue six and that's, and it's got, the book's got a specific name. It's not just called Joker. It's called Joker, the man who stopped smiling. That's the name of the book. Oh, okay, cool. And I didn't, that's actually I kind did, of a cool name. I like that name. It is. And uh, I forgot who's writing it. I think it's Matthew Rosenberg, who I have worked with before when I worked on Secret Warriors, which I'm sure you read, buddy, because you read everything that I do. Yes. To a T. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't even know what secret warriors is <laughs> is that a, like that it's movie? a marvel thing don't worry about it is that like that movie the the warriors where they're like come out and play no but yeah i thought you don't like that movie right i love that movie no i don't like that movie but that's the, what i thought of when i heard secret that warriors. movie's like streets of rage as a movie it's great yeah it's not enough budget for me nah, not enough oh god mr hollywood over here <laughs> if Dwayne the rock johnson was in it then he'd watch it that's for sure if they made a remake of the warriors and the rock was in it i'd so be i gotta there. fight from one side of the city to the other and then while drinking my own tequila and then like i don't know triple h is like come out and play <laughs> well yeah i'd watch that yeah. <laughs> if triple h was the bad guy <laughs> the rock is a good guy Anyway, we've got off on a complete tangent then. Yeah. Um, okay, um, so you're doing the Yeah, drawing, drawing Joker, uh, which I think is all coming up soonish because the d- deadlines I'm doing are really tight. They really needed help with someone to hop in and get these stories drawn. So I've been doing that. And then the other big thing I've been doing is getting prepped for my Kickstarter, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's I'm going an, on with that? I'm launching on March 1st. And past week or so, I've been doing all like the graphic design stuff for the story on the kickstarter you know with all like the this the products and all the laying out of this that and the other so i've been very busy doing that and then this weekend i think i'm going to film my kickstarter video where it would just be a shot of me with you know i, I guess i could put my resident evil toy in the background or something since it's a zombie book I'd be like hello <laughs> i like Hi. zombies here's something from a zombie thing like comics buy mine <laughs> <laughs> you like zombies buy it Bad. Well, that's cool. It sounds like a lot of progress. Progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to the end of this episode <laughs> to find out the correct pronunciation of progress or progress. Um, yeah, it's coming along. And when's it coming out? March 1st, yes? March 1st. And the book is called Outbreaks. I'm hoping to be the first ongoing zombie anthology comic. Um, and it's going to be like Black Mirror meets The Walking Dead, where Black Mirror is all of these different short stories told all combining technology as the theme where minor all of these short stories involved combining zombies as the theme so lots of fun to be had bunch of unique different zombie stories and i'm really looking forward to launching it if you want to know more about it you can go to my website www.speechcomics.com and if you sign up for my newsletter then you will receive the first five pages of my book absolutely for free oh shit what a deal 
free is a very good deal, bud. Free is free a very is, good deal. Free is always good. Um, yeah, so go check that out, everybody, and support him however you can. Even yeah, and if, if you, you have, oh, if you can't, well, I was going to say, even if you can't donate, sharing it around on social media Absolutely. does a lot of work. Yeah, if you can't donate it, please share it when I post it. Uh, and if you are someone who's a fan of my artwork, I am going to be offering blank sketch variants for outbreaks, and I will be drawing zombified characters like zombie captain america zombie batman zombie deadpool i'll be offering that as a reward tier. so that's pretty cool because i got i kind of want one of those that sounds cool no you have to buy them bud all right well that sounds cool and yeah everybody go check that out as soon as it's available to the public shall we do a caped capers okie dokie showtime the Joker's escape from Arkham Asylum, Robin. All work and no play, you know? It's gonna be one of those nights. I don't have time for jokes. Hey, no problemo, Batman. Quiet. Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything, say anything, or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. All right, this Cape Capers has in been has in been has, has in been. Well, his name is Ben, so I'm like has in been has in uh, been has been written in by Ben from watching films on the Toilet Podcast, which is a great podcast. Uh, I've been a guest on that podcast a few times. Go check it out. It's two dads that watch R-rated movies uh, or movies that they can't watch with their children or their wives, so they watch them on the toilet because that's the only place that they can get any privacy and they can watch what they want. So they must have the whole... tons of hemorrhoids <laughs> and, Piles. and their legs falling asleep. Yeah, it's a great show. They're, they're really fun, Ben and Eamon. So go check it out, watching films on the toilet. But anyway, Ben has written in a scenario for Cape Capers, which is Robin is murdered and his, <gasps> go- and his ghost won't leave Batman's side until he works out who committed the crime. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, that's pretty good. It's pretty good, right? So, um, all right, so Robin's dead, yeah? So I'm just like, ah, I died, Batman. Ah, I'm dead. It looks like you got killed by the Joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> with a crowbar to your face. Me, Michael oh, Joker. Oh, God, I forgot about Michael Jokerson. That's right, Michael Joker. So, okay, so Robin's Oh, no, dead. Robin was killed. I'm devastated. Alfred, quickly, put a post up to find a new Robin Pronto. <laughs> okay, Maybe a bit older this time. Going on Butler... Butler Finder? <laughs> I think that's a very different website, Alfred. <laughs> I'll go on Craigslist, sir, to find mm-hmm. little boys, shall but I? Find a do- to find a little boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is going horribly wrong, Alfred. <laughs> All right, so anyway, um, I'll leave you down here alone in the cave to collect your thoughts. I know you're going to miss him, sadly, so... Yes, I'll, I'll miss him as much as my parents for that were gunned down in Grime Alley. No, you seem very broken up about no. this. <laughs> okay, sir, enjoy your alone time. Goodbye. Bye. I put on some hollow notes and hang out. <laughs> I didn't know Batman you was a man. And you're going to anyway. You can rely on Bruce Wayne's money. You can rely on Bruce Wayne's money. Batman. Huh? What? Batman, that sounds that sounds lame. Oh God. So what is he just like see through with no legs? Yeah. <laughs> but he's still in his Robin costume. <laughs>
Oh, but Robin, your face is still completely bashed in by <laughs> Michael Joker's crowbar. Batman, you have to help me. You have to save my murder in order for me to go to heaven. Well, I mean, murder solved. It was Michael my, Michael Joker, as we established. <laughs> you don't know that, Batman. There's a, there's a mystery Look, how to How about this? Fun. Instead of figuring out who killed you, how about I figure out how to bring you back to life? I didn't even think about that, Batman. That's a great idea. <laughs> now, let me go through my rogues gallery and see who's someone that continuously lives, comes back to life continuously. Oh, Batman, this is a, this is a real mm. brain scratcher. Uh, looks like I'm going to have to call Ray Shalgul. We, we have, we're introducing a new villain, so it's got to be a famous singer-songwriter then. Oh, who can Ray be? Ozzy Osbourne's a good one. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Talia, uh, I'm stop sh- sleeping with my daughter. <laughs> uh, I need to use a Lazarus pitch again. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave it to you, buddy. You you're gonna be our uh, Rachel Ghoul. Rachel Ghoul. So here comes Batman. He's he's landed. Where does Rach live? Just in the desert, like out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so. Batman arrives in the desert. He's always like intense with like a bunch of the League of Shadows yeah. kicking it. You know, he's just hanging out in a hot desert. Okay, so Raish, I I know this sounds unconventional, but I need your help to raise my ward from the dead. Can you help me? Oh, hey, baby, I'm a Raish. I'll go. Uh huh. Should I do that? <laughs> what do you need, baby? What was the? Oh, <laughs> I don't Is know. I was having a shit. Uh, I just need to get in a character, baby. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're like seventies Elvis then. Yeah, right, Rachel Gould. Uh, uh, uh. Go put you in the Lazarus pit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Rachel Gould is Detective. is Elvis then. Yeah, baby, detective. What you need, baby? Okay, as I said, <laughs> to raise my ward from the dead. That sounds pretty cool. I can do that, baby. Follow me. Go to Lazarus Pit. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Let's <Yes. laughs> go. Okay, bye, man. Follow me, baby. We're gonna go. I have been left. following you. You keep telling me to follow you. <laughs> I've been right behind you this whole time, just following, holding the dead body of my ward. Oh, yeah, he's very dead, baby. Okay, here we go. We're going to go in the He's Lazarus. not a dead baby. He's a full-grown boy. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics, baby. All right, here we go. We're going to sink him in the Lazarus pit. Uh-huh. And as he goes in, we're going to bring him back to life. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying, baby? Oh, I can, I can feel it. I can feel the power, Elvis. <laughs> I mean, right, right. <laughs> I can feel the power of the pit. Oh, yeah. Let it wash over you. Let it seep in all the pores and bring you back to life. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded a bit like that. Uh, who's that actor? Um, he's in uh, Hateful Eight as, and also in uh, Righteous Gemstones. Do you know the guy in Hateful Eight? He's like guy alive with um Oh, um the the bad guy from like Ant-Man 2. I don't know why I'm pulling that one yes, out. Yes, yeah. yes, the bad and guy he... in Ant-Man 2. <laughs> yeah. Pretty interesting racial ghoul choice. I could see him with the hair and the the Re- goatee. No, it's a terrible choice. <laughs> well, I said hello, Dead Detective. <laughs> 
It's me, Rich Agul. I gotta dig it. You, you know, I'm supposed to be from Europe, but I think I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> We're gonna go down to the Lazarus pit. <laughs> gonna go down to the Lazarus pit. No gonna Lazarus wash pit. away your age. Oh yeah, oh, wash. Yeah. This is all going on around Batman. He's like, oh, I can get into this. <laughs> Still holding dead Robin. This is just like a bunch of like chunky women with like pink and purple uh, like church outfits on. Lazarus Pit, baby! The League of Shadows is like playing different instruments. Yeah, no, the, the League of Shadows is just a church choir now. Like, <laughs> like Elvis backing singers in the 70s. Who laid them down in the Lazarus Pit? Oh. <laughs> I love this. This is great. Um, sink, sink real deep. Ah, I'm sink. caught in the pit. <laughs> and I can't get out. Because I love Lazarus, baby. Noah. <laughs> Robin can see. And he starts like being like, oh, I come back to life. Oh, yeah. Bring it back to His life. His life is in me. <laughs> This is all off the cuff. This is and he's gonna come back to life, baby. I'm <laughs> Robin can go on together. I'm a and Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't let the Robin die. Ah, oh, Batman, that was amazing. I went in the pit, Batman. Did you see me go in the pit? And I was like, eh. And then when I came out, I was like, eh. And now I'm Batman, man. I made a huge mistake. <laughs> hey, hey, Ray, how about another number to end this one with? <laughs> Hit it, baby. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done, baby. That's <laughs> all you get from me, baby. Yeah, one, one, one song, show, baby. Ray Shagun has left the building, baby. Hey, mic drop. And that's the end of this scenario. Da, 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 da. Wow. I'm loving all of these. These stupid impersonations. <laughs> the like the Lazarus Pit being like a church choir, seventies <laughs> Elvis show, is one of my favorite things that my brain has ever seen. <laughs> I'm calling the pit, mm-hmm. just, and mm-hmm. just seeing like Raish, like but, but like have like the the spandex of seventies Elvis and the cape and stuff, and yeah, like his green belly hello. as well. Yeah, I love and it. Genoa. <laughs> That was amazing. That was good stuff. Thank you, Ben, for writing that in and accidentally yes. helping us create a crazy scenario. All right. If you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now, as we'd love to read them, and it helps us backcrabble up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. Also, go follow us on social media at BatmanTASPod, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere but Twitter, which is at Batman TAS pod one. And that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman, the animated series podcast, baby. Yeah. Goddamn right. And on our socials or in the description of this episode, you'll find our link tree account, which includes a tip jar where you can gift us any amount of money you can afford. If you so wish podcasts cost money and have become even harder to monetize these days. And as we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount of money you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date on what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the work of workday of, of a comic book artist. My voice was broken. <laughs> Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere at Robson Inc. And that's at Robson I-N-K on the internet. 
All right, let's get into some news, bud. Um, so I've got a little bit of news, but you already know what we're going to do today. So for everyone listening that doesn't know, Will has not seen the James Gunn DCU announcement. He's actively avoided it, and I want to share it with him on this podcast and get his reaction over all of the announcements. So stay tuned for that. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, Liam Neeson come out and said, I would not be returning as Qui-Gon Jinn. Apparently he's done with that character. When asked why, he said, no, Star Wars, no. The Irish actor confirmed, as much as I admire them, there's just so many of them now, so I've lost track, unfortunately. So he doesn't want to do it anymore because okay. he thinks there's too many of them, apparently. Well, he's not wrong. <clears throat> and apparently, uh, along with this, one franchise that Liam Neeson said he'll definitely never be interested in starring in again is anything to do with Batman. He was asked, would you be interested in playing another villain in Matt Reeves' The Batman series? And he went, no, I've already done that in Batman Begins with Christian Bale. I was Raz al Ghul. I wanted to say Raish there because that's the proper pronunciation, but they call him Raz in that film, don't they? They call him Raz. Uh, He wasn't really a bad guy, the actor continued. And I was thinking, yeah, he was. He was trying to reorganize the world as it needs to be organized. That sounds pretty bad considering that most dictators by slaughtering and murdering many people. <laughs> why is over, he a why is he a pirate? <laughs> over millennia, yar, it's me, Liam Nation, please actor. By slaughtering and oh, killing, I many. think I've taken enough of them roles. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yar. I, it's gonna be Rars Al Ghul, not to race Rar Al Ghul. No Rar, racist, racist Al Ghul. Oh, we're not going there with that one. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> because of all the things he said that one time. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Oh god! Oh my god! Do you remember that? Uh, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I actually do be racist, Al Ghul. <laughs> yeah, he does. All right, uh, James Gunn. Should we get to the DCU announcement? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let me share my screen with y'all. Okay. James Gunn right. just looks like he's been sh- shocked by electricity. Like, <laughs> like in, you know, in Home Alone 2, when I was the guy's like, uh, yeah, Marv is being electrocuted. That's exactly what he looks like. Harry! Harry! <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to play this. Uh, it's five minutes long, but I'm going to pause it at certain points just to get your thoughts, bud, because we're not going to watch the whole five-minute thing and get your whole... We'll pause it as he's making announcements, all right? All right. All right, let's go. Hey everybody, I'm James Gunn. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And it's one of, you know, our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds, outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. All right, so I'll pause it there. So what do you think about that? Okay, well, I'm very happy that he didn't say comics in that. Yes, that's true. Yeah, he said the same actors. You've been pitching to me for ages that he said it was all going to be connected. He's he's said that. He said that. He didn't say comics there. No, I guess not. He no. specifically did not say that because he said everything else. So I'm happy about that. And I and it's I'm also happy to hear that this Matt Reeves Batman is a separate thing from their DC universe because I thought they were going to be setting up Batman, that Batman in the, the DC universe. So happy that that's separate. 
Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. Then, Okay, I'm going to pause it okay, there. Okay, that makes sense. So, did we not say this on something? Well, we've we talked about this Flash movie and how it's Flashpoint and how maybe they can reset their universe by doing exactly what James Gunn just said. So yep. it's a good move. I mean, it happens in the comics, right? Like, you know, hey, as resets. Marvel has proved, if you can correct your mistakes in continuity, people love it. All right. To move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm going to tell you about now. So, Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an 8-10 to year plan of what DC Studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now, this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. What do you think about that? Fun, I guess. I yeah. don't recognize a single one of these characters I'm looking at, but all right. No, um, one of them is that weasel from Suicide Squad. He's in this crew. He's further off. You can't see him where the, I paused it. Um, the see-through fiery guy is a Batman villain. Um, I can't remember his name now. It's like, call him Dr. Phosphorus or something, but it's along those lines. Who's Captain um, Thirst Trap on the left side? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> John Ham, basically. Look at him. Um, I don't know, but interesting again that they're starting with an animated series to kick off they this. they can pump it out quicker. Yeah, that's true. But they're yeah. already committing to the people that they hire for the voices to be their roles in the films. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, uh, that sounds making it. That sounds complicated. You know. Yeah, it does. All right, let's keep going. The next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker, and this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. Okay, next up is the big one, the true beginning of the DCU. Yeah. So is that connected to the DCU? Yeah, so all of these, he's, so starting with the um, the animated team up this is the start of the dcu so there's going to be so, the animated but then you're series gonna have Waller and peacemaker who are part of a separate dc i guess we're gonna to have to wait for the flash to explain certain things though, yeah right? but i mean peacemaker is james gunn's you know baby he he made that tv I know, show but it's, and it's part of the snyder dc continuity though well i guess he's good yeah he's going to somehow make sure that it's going to come into his dcu and and keep it because they're keeping viola davis as as Amanda Waller, mm-hmm. so they're keeping the same actor for that one. Yeah, and I mean, it sounds all right. It doesn't doesn't get me excited. What we're about to watch is the first thing that I raised an eyebrow, and I was like, all right, okay. I'm interested. 
This is called Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay, the next thing... So they've already got... uh, Yeah, they've already got a date. As you can see, it was for that um, Superman, um, Man of Tomorrow image, um, the Grant Morrison book that we talked about in the last episode. Yeah, and Frank Whiteley. So um, I remember you saying that... Always name the artist as well. Yeah, that's true. Now, what I like about this whole thing, although he hasn't done it as much as I was, I wanted him to, but he's at least throwing up images of the comics that the... Like, a lot of Marvel creators don't get any cred, as we know. But during this this whole thing, he talks about the stories that influence some of these films mm-hmm. coming out. And he names some writers or at least names the story. So as as a consumer, you can be like, oh, well, that's what's going to be the next whatever movie, mm-hmm. Superman, whatever. I want to go and check that book out. I think that's kind of cool that he's doing that, you know, okay. like as a, as a little bit of a shout out, at least giving some credit. Well, he gets uh, a paycheck. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Well, let's keep Probably going. Probably not. Probably not. No, but maybe some credit at least. Is a big premiere HBO television series (laughs) called Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, John Stewart and Hal Jordan, and we have a few other lanterns peppered in there, but this is really a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. Now... Okay. That's like what you wanted. That's exactly what I wanted, except for I want it to be like a buddy cop team-up movie where it's got Mm, some like... It sounds way more serious than that. It sounds way more... uh, Calling true detective vibes? I'm like, Mm, what is is Jon Stewart going to be doing meth? Like, what the fuck is going on there? Yeah, There's there's not a lot of fun in this uh, DC universe yet. No, not at least that's been correlated and said. All right, let's keep going. Next is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters we are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a television series. Okay. What did you say about the authority? I said Jim Lee will be happy about that because Wildstorm's his baby. Yeah, didn't he sell it to right? DC? Isn't that his? Yes, yeah, it is. is. Isn't yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, he created them and then sold it, the characters to DC. It sounds interesting. Again, it doesn't excite me because I don't know anything about a lot of these announcements. No, no. I recognize that team. I think was in a Superman animated movie from like ten or fifteen years ago. Yeah, and they they basically try and fix the world by any means necessary and their their ways about doing it aren't exactly um aren't exactly the best kind of yes pretty much so what yeah what i found interesting about this whole announcement besides maybe the green lantern and superman and one other one that's that's coming um that got me somewhat excited is the rest of it i i feel like they're scraping the barrel already you know what i mean like when marvel started they're like iron man thor hulk Mm. captain america like people know those names they may not be the biggest names but they know them. the thing is that dc's already done that recently and fucked it up so i know i have to do it in, in a new and different way yeah all right a couple more minutes to go 
series called Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman. Oh, I'll pause it there before we get into Batman. Okay, so we've got a origin story of Wonder World, uh, Wonder World, Wonder Woman's world, Themyscira, and it's got Game of Thrones vibes. Again, I feel like these comparisons... Yeah, there's nothing hyping me up right now, but... No, right? Like, I don't really want to... I don't care. No. In my opinion, and maybe maybe I'll be proven totally wrong when these properties come out. The uh, the dusk of the western is upon us, right? As I said before. Oh yeah, the like end the, of the western. All those all those westerns were super popular for like a couple decades, and then the market was so flooded that people were like, "I'm I've done it, and I've seen all of it." With this, I'm skeptical as well because they're making all these announcements, but if say superman flops they're not going to make a friggin' game of thrones themyscira show they're not going to make a great lantern team up tv show like because those are going to cost millions per episode and if superman doesn't do well i don't see warner brothers being like let's just keep going although that's what marvel did you know like iron man didn't make billions but they kept going and built up to the avengers which did make a billion so i don't know maybe they'll they'll push through but these announcements they don't get me excited and they cost a lot of money to make already you can see it also sounds like what they're doing what marvel's doing right now where we don't understand what the 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 roadmap is what are we leading towards yeah exactly he he said like oh the green lanterns find something that lead into like and i get that but then what are all these other properties doing yeah exactly um all right let's get into batman is the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who... Yeah, why not mention the artist? Yeah, good point. Um, But at least people may go and pick up this book now because they've got a name and the right... It's a very selling huge book. Yeah. (laughs) I know, but maybe the people that don't know will go and pick it up, and then they'll they'll be like, "Who is this artist? I love this art," and find out for themselves. But yes, he should name the artist. Also, Brave and the Bold, great story. But that's it's, Dick. It's a fantastic story. That's Dick Grayson as Batman. That's not Bruce Wayne. Um, it, it all leads into to that. Uh, that's yeah. a part of it. Um, if they do that, fine. But look, when you and I spent that one morning for like five hours planning our own DC universe. We, I pitched to you that the first Batman movie should be a Batman and Robin movie, so I'm very yeah. happy to see that. And we're going to get a kid. I mean, I know it's Damien, but I kind of like that it's Damien because I can totally see them doing like, you know, like a fight sequence like we've seen in like uh, Kick-Ass, right, with Hit-Girl, but it's going to be a little Robin. And he's mm-hmm. going to, because he's an assassin, you know, he comes from League of Shadows. And I think that's so cool. And they're going to have a Batman. He's going to be his son. Uh, we're finally yeah, going to see it, um, Robin. Uh, sounds, sounds promising, but let me just keep hearing yeah. what he has to say. Okay. That man tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next up is a okay. team. So we're going to get the Bat family as well. We're going to have at least probably. One other Robin that may be Dick Grayson that turned into Nightwing, I would assume. If we're going to have Damien be Robin, it's not going to be the first Robin. Um, so we're going to hopefully, maybe we'll have like 
you know, Jason Todd and Red Hood. Maybe we'll have Tim Drake. Maybe we'll have Barbara Batgirl. I mean, that'd be pretty cool to see finally having a Batman. I'm all, I'm all for having a more lighthearted Batman movie because, you know, after the Matt Reeves thing. And Nolan did it so well. It's like, I'm ready for something different with Batman. Yeah, me too. And I'm also, you know what I'm ready for, bud? I'm ready for gray and blue costume. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for like, I want to see spandex, right? Like how cool would it be to see a comic accurate Batman costume? Like I know we got close with Ben Affleck, but seeing Peacemaker's costume and like those other outfits in Suicide Squad where they look very quite comic accurate and kind of, you know, pop colored spandex. I think it would be awesome to see a fucking Batman that would totally differentiate all the viewers from being like, oh, well, that's this Batman, not, you know, the Matt Reeves Batman. Mm. You know, you want to be able to tell the difference immediately. Um, so I hope they do it. I think it's time to get a comic accurate looking Batman. That'd be dope. All right, last one. TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics' really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl. What was it? Yep. I mean, Booster Gold... Uh, we've all seen his character before because it's uh, Syndrome from The Incredibles. It's like the same. Oh, yeah. Same exact idea, just a little bit of a, a twist um, and being a hero. But yeah, so yeah. again. Yeah, and Booster Gold, I think that sounds fine. I, I honestly don't care about Booster Gold at all. Personally. No? Okay. Um, there's the Supergirl one I forgot about. Woman of Tomorrow. And so we're going to turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents. Whereas Supergirl, in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing, the last thing we're going to talk about. A very dark horse. What, the Supergirl change? No. Why? I mean, that book's done really well with Tom King as the writer um again he's naming writers at least i know yes name the artist but um marvel don't do that story in the origins of the monster who is swamp thing and although it's totally outside of the rest of the dcu it will still feed into the rest of the stories anyway those are okay so there we go that's, that's a the stupid end of thing it. to say but all right yeah, so Swamp Thing being the last one. But again, who and knows? That's the th- DC Universe. Ba, da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think you'd be super excited. I mean, I'm not either. Uh, totally honest. A lot of those properties, uh, if you love those properties, if you're listening and you're like, you don't understand, like if they manage to do this right, I, that's I, I'm really happy for you and I'm excited that you're going to get, hopefully finally get a good you know interpretation of that character um but for well me, i feel a bit like a basic bitch because the only thing that i'm looking forward to is batman and superman yeah but me too but then well actually i'm looking forward to the green lantern show except for the true detective really throws me off that little bit of detail really makes me go why'd you say that um but yeah uh we'll have to wait know, i'm jaded but I'm, I'm not watching no marvel no dc no no star wars we're only watching stuff like batman re- the animated series right yep i'm re-watching the walking dead and shit yeah <laughs> all right well let's talk about dc series that we love that's why we're here shall we talk about this episode pretty poison yeah
Okay, this episode, titled Pretty Poison, came out on September 26, 1992, written by Paul Dini and Michael Reeves, music by Shelley Walker, directed by Boyd Kirkland. Starring Kevin Conroy as Batman Bruce Wayne, and Andre, apparently. Kevin Conroy plays someone named Andre. Lloyd Bochner as Mayor Hamilton Hill. Robert Costanzo as Detective Harvey Bullock, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon and the Rose Cafe Chef, Richard Mole as Harvey Dent, Ephraim Zimblis Jr. as Alfred Pennyworth and the Getaway Pilot, Diane Pershing as Poison Ivy, Ingrid Olu as Renee Montoya, Melissa Manchester as the model and nurse, and Neil Ross as the dishwasher, doctor, and criminal. Now, fun facts for you, bud. First of all, Neil Ross, he's been a guest of ours on the Spider-Man the Animated Series podcast yeah, because nice. Neil Ross is the voice of Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin. So we've talked to him. You can go check out our other podcast, Spider-Man the Animated Series podcast, available wherever you get your podcast, And you can listen to our episode where we talked to Neil. I think it was around Halloween we talked to him as well, which mm. was really... Many was, years ago. Many years ago. Um, Diane Pershing played the character Pearl Pureheart in Mighty Mouse cartoon, as well as Crystal Kane in Centurions. Uh, apparently she was in lots of episodes of those shows. I don't know what they are, but they were notable, so I mentioned them. She also had small roles in Inspector Gadget, Dungeons & Dragons, Smurfs, and Darkwing Duck before being cast as Poison Ivy. And then she's been Poison Ivy all throughout the DC animated universe and in a bunch of video games as well. And she's a very good Poison Ivy, I think. Yeah, absolutely. For the scene where Ivy slinks out of the restaurant, do you remember that scene where she like slinks out of the restaurant and like all mm-hmm. the men turn? They're like, oh, yeah. hey, hey. Uh, apparently uh, the Sunrise animators could not animate her derriere. That's what it says here. They couldn't animate her butt, basically, to look as seductive as the producers wanted. So the task finally fell to storyboard artist Chen Ying Chang, who animated the sequence at Warner Brothers with cells shipped overseas from Sunrise. So he was like, you ain't got this right. Let me send me the cells and I'll animate this. It looked a bit stiff and weird that I know what she was trying to do, but it was more shoulders than butt. Do you feel like it felt like very who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, that, but Poison Ivy has that vibe, though, doesn't she? She does, but like that animation of her walking it's, felt like it's complete Jessica Christina Rabbit. Hendricks from Mad Men. Oh, um, well, we're going to get into casting our Poison Ivy in mm-hmm. a second. Well, that that would be my casting choice if we were doing your batman movie from 15 years ago. from mad men yeah me yeah. too uh first appearance at poison ivy and renee montoya ever outside of the comics uh in fact renee montoya wasn't in the comics she was created for this show though not named the criminal who escapes arkham asylum in the beginning of the episode bears a strong resemblance to professor achilles milo an enemy of batman's who used chemicals to alter the minds of his victims so that's interesting they made him look like an old vi- batman villain from the 40s without naming him after this episode, Ivy is regularly incarcerated in Arkham Asylum rather than Stonegate. The Greenhouse Climax was adopted into a stage in the Super Nintendo game, The Adventures of mm. Batman and Robin, which featured the giant, giant Venus flytrap as a boss. Uh, the Wild Thorny Rose was created solely for this episode, as well its technical name, Rasasea Valaris, does not translate to Wild Thorny Rose, but rather just Normal Rose in latin which is funny the newspaper featuring bruce wayne and harvey dent was reused 19 years later in an episode of young justice titled downtime 2011 it's when it came out it is seen in artemis and paula's apartment and the banner in the background reads future site of the new gotham penitentiary so that's an interesting little thing the animators must have been a fan of batman the animated series when they came to do this justice league episode in 2011 and chuck that in there 
At the end of this episode, Poison Ivy is in a jail cell and you can see graffiti on the wall that reads Warden Eat Sh and then it cuts off the IT and Kiss My A and then cuts off the SS. So that's two things you can see on the wall hidden in this. Sherbert, Warden. (laughs) And Kiss kiss My my Areola, Warden. (laughs) Areola! Uh, Batman tells Alfred he can take the cord to meet Harvey and Eileen. The luxury car manufacturer cord was founded in 1929 and went bankrupt in 1937, which I thought was interesting because we've always said that this show is timeless, but it has always felt like thirties, you know, like that kind of art deco feel to everything. And it's funny that they're using a car that was, it existed in the thirties and only in the thirties. Mm-hmm. And when Harvey Dent is in the hospital being taken on the stretcher down the corridor, a doctor wearing glasses has red strawberry blonde hair, but in a close-up shot, his hair turns black, and then they cut back to him, and his hair turns red before Bruce Wayne appears. So a little bit of inconsistency with the animating. How dare Uh, they? How dare they? So that was a lot of fun facts. And before we get into this episode review, let's do our casting call for Poison Ivy in our fan-casted universe. Buddy, who do you want to see as Poison Ivy in your Batman the Animated Series live-action universe? Uh, My choice was based off of a film I just watched that I enjoyed. And just this character, I think think you need uh, an actress who has a unique look, not just someone who is cookie-cutter, but someone who really stands out. You know, I would love if I... It could be Christina Hendricks, because, you know, I have a huge crush on i would love a character too. in yeah. mad men i mean she embodies just like the way she speak her voice as well is just she's poison ivy voice. she's 100 she is poison ivy i mean i will i would literally drop to my knees and be like what can i do for you like i you, I you control me there, but, um, <laughs> but no i mean like she controls people you know what i mean like yes but, like, yeah, but through um you know through the power of uh, poison, not just because she's Christina Hendricks, but I do. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, so my choice is uh, I was just watching a film called The Menu, and there's an actress in there that stands out to me. Oh, my I know who you're going to say, Anya Taylor Joy, who yep. is also known as she's played. Um, uh, what's that Marvel character with the sword, big sword, big sword, and she's uh, magic. I have no idea what you're talking about. She's played Mag- her name's Magic. She's played oh. Magic in X Men. Uh, oh, has she? Yeah, that movie or show where it was like they're all in an asylum or whatever. Oh, the the New Mutants show. Yeah, or movie um, the New Mutants. That's right. I forgot that it even existed, bud. I think I first saw her in uh, what's that show called? She, with Blinders. Yeah, and also the chess show where she's yes, the the Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. It's a very good choice. I yeah. saw that. Um, Oh, sorry. I don't want to hop in. How? What makes you think that she's Poison Ivy? Well, for me, one thing I like about Poison Ivy um, in the animated series is the the shape of her skull is that classic, like almost like a baby deer doe. Yes, uh, like woodland, like woodland elf, or like a little woodland nymph or something. Yeah, that's but what it's I like, like that like vibe. Very Disney look to it in a good way. Um, and I just think that she can embody that. Uh, she's got like those sort of the eyes that are a bit further apart that work for that classic Hollywood beauty. Like it's like a classic, like, you know, the, the eyes being a bit wider apart. It's like a staple of early models. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Like I mean, pin up girl vibes. 
Exactly. And I, I think she's got the stuff for it. And I think she'd be a good choice. I like your choice. Uh, I saw that and it was my second choice. So that definitely um, goes in line with what I was thinking. But I saw someone they came across that I had forgotten about that I think, to me, embodies the animated Poison Ivy uh, really, really well. Okay. And that is, that is Natalie Dormer, who was uh, in Game of Thrones. She plays the... Uh, queen that marries Joffrey that ends up being blown up in the cathedral. And uh, she's been in Tudors. She's been in the Hunger Games. She's been in Rush. She's been in a bunch of things, but her look, first of all, she's... She is 40 years old. I, I know, I know, bud, but she doesn't look it. And uh, I think... Taylor Joy is 26. Oh, why? I mean, how old she's is... Old. How old is she supposed to be in the show, do you think? not 40 she looks like poison ivy there. look at her she's got that look that I'm, i can yep. see her like totally being that animated series poison ivy and you complain- are casting everybody too old bud oh but they're so good they're perfect the, the, for it. The, the, the what you set out originally was it has to be like I the know. right age for like now nah, everyone's like in their 20s and 30s and stuff like that it's like okay that's fine by me that makes it more of a challenge again you've chose a perfect i can totally see place. natalie dormer in that costume as well i can totally see it with the little crossbow on the wrist all right well okay if she's too old then we'll be going with if you would uh, like you can come back and with a another choice instead of just me taking it on a i don't mind i she's my second choice so well, it's not go. like not like i'm missing out yeah all right what was the, anna taylor joy so yeah. It? yeah okay Almond right. joy taylor <laughs> all right let's get into this episode let's get into the meat of this or the veg of this episode yeah, uh, i what used did, to be a vegetarian you did what do you think of this episode? five years <laughs> well done well done i never that. understood that if if she's a vegetarian if that makes no sense to me i think she should just be a carnivore and only eat meat that's what i would think as well because yeah, yeah why she she's loves like, these oh, you're killing my babies anyway salad anybody <laughs> <laughs> um but she also cares about the earth and i guess the uh slaughtering of animals mass production i think she she shouldn't even eat she should just get her energy from the sun with photosynthesis like all other plants well this is definitely not a poison ivy that she's become where she you know is like so in touch with the green and all of that this is like this is this is like crazy i too am in touch with the green man (laughs) (laughs) this is like crazy housewife being like i found an obsession on my afternoons drinking a bottle of wine and like growing a plant and falling in love with it like crazy cat lady you know what it's, i mean it reminds me a bit of like a classic it's this episode is very classic noir femme fatale you know very sunset boulevard or double indemnity like just, yes just the classic it was a classic story i really liked the beginning of this episode and the build-up to it and having harvey dent as harvey dent in it anytime he's in there i I forget how much they established his character before turning him into two-face and also five years that like yeah by and i was like five years that he's batman and harvey dent isn't two-face yet you know what Mm. i mean because if bruce is there i assumed he's back well we know because of mask fantasm he's he's back back. from his he's back and he's batman so he was Batman for five years. Yeah, skipping five years in this episode, I was like, whoa there, so slow down, Sonny Boy. <laughs> yeah, my big chunk. Yeah. <laughs> and what was weird is also when he captures that the, the uh, helicopter pilot and the, the jailbreak scene, um, 
first of all, very Batman 89, because he's like, a giant bat with wings. Yeah, like, yeah, we're, yeah, at, yeah. we're at the first appearance stage, which is fun. But what's, um, what's odd is that he goes to Batman, who are you? And Batman says, I'm your worst nightmare. Obviously a setup for the line. But why did he say, who are you? Because Batman's been in Gotham for five years at this point. Um, I right? Thought that, I thought that was five years prior. No. The jailbreak happens because they at the beginning of this episode, they're like, we're going to build the penitentiary. Yeah, it's got a very Fleischer Superman mm-hmm. feel with the reporters taking pictures of Bruce and Harvey Dent. And then you see Poison Ivy like planting the rose and then it gets dug up. And then it says five years later, you said the penitentiary in the empty lot. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So why is that guy being like, who are you? Like five years, buddy. Batman, you know who the fuck he oh, is. He's just been, well, he's been in jail, you know, he's, he's been out TV. of the loop. Yeah. Explain. Who are you? You obviously knew in town. Um, super bad. Also, I loved, what did you think of the prison break scene? Actually, before I go into what I loved, it reminds me of, um, Lex Luthor escaping from prison from the Superman, was it two or something like that? Hell yeah, me too. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Like avoiding the spotlights and like escaping by air. Um, that's what it reminded me of as well. I love when they cut to Gordon's office and it's just his shadow on the wall with the Venetian blinds and the phone rings and then you see his shadow pick it up before they cut to him. I just love that. I don't know why that little yeah, it's scene. It's a very noir episode. It is, yeah. And Bullock heading back for the donuts was so silly, but it made me laugh. I they... thought it was a bit like of an easy fat joke, to be honest. Yeah, but it's the nineties, right? Like that's that was a layup back then. Like, and no one batted an eye. Now they'd never do that. But... No, they can still do it with like men and like making fun of fat people is the final frontier of liberalism. <laughs> people, are, oh, look at us, we do it all the time on Spider. That's the true. That's true. We do, yeah. I loved Harvey and Pamela like talking about Bruce and then they cut to Batman and he's doing what they're talking about in their conversation. Like, Oh, you know, Bruce, he's always probably caught hung up on business and he's hanging off the helicopter. Yeah. Really great line. Great. And th- that's definitely Paul Dini, right? Like I can, I can oh, sense 100%, yeah. that's his type of writing. I love all of that. that feels... I just think that the episode fell apart a bit when he was kidnapped by poison Ivy, it became just very, one note escaping and yeah what in the greenhouse yeah yeah i i I guess so i i think it definitely came to a a a sudden stop didn't it because once because i loved also how like how you know he had like alfred helping him where he's like look up everything on pamela isley and he's like digging up dirt on her digging up digging up dirt hey yo yeah and it it flowed like scanning the flower and stuff like it was all going really well and then he's like you're caught everything's on fire yeah yeah that's true um it definitely comes to a sudden stop but i guess they gotta fit it in 20 minutes um but yeah really good um act one and act two like i love how alfred is prepared for batman that's 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 right it was a good act one and act two it's just act three was just like and it's done yeah yeah i love how alfred is prepared for batman's arrival like he's he's notified harvey dent that bruce is going to be late he's got his suit pressed he's got the car ready he knows what car he wants i was he likes the food from the restaurant which is fun yeah i love that that was really great um i also love during the dinner scene where bruce laughs and says you should have seen harvey's face and i was like oh that's a cool foreshadowing right there which one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the kiss scene at the dinner table is way too long, by the way. Yeah, Bruce is sitting in the corner like, hey, be ready. You guys got a good room over there. 
Bruce is he's so uncomfortable like he's twiddling his fingers checking his watch he's doing so many things as she's just laying it on him um did you feel like Bruce putting the kiss to Harvey's like being poisoned was a bit of a stretch though like he saw yeah because he sees Pamela he like hugs him big hug yeah and he and I thought she was going to go for a kiss but I guess he's like that's the only context that he had at the restaurant besides like because everyone was true the food at first that's true yeah I guess it works again it's a near good episode for me it just I'll I'll probably never watch it again right um it just it fell apart a little bit but there's some great ideas in there and there's certainly glimmers of paul dini's brilliance yes at the beginning in and like as you said like that film noir feel the detective feel like bruce taking the blood sample from the 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 hospital mm-hmm. harvey's blood sample and bringing it back to the cave i was like that's so cool when he's like tell me doctor and he's like being all nice guy bruce and then sneaks it around and has a very batman feel and also i really love how when Bruce is at the dinner table and Harvey collapses and he's just like, Harvey, stop kidding around. And he's like, he, he's still Bruce, but the moment he realizes something's wrong, he starts to be a bit more Batman where he's like, hold on, Harvey, well, you're going to be okay. So they're putting mm. him in the ambulance. And I really love that. Like you see, you know, the, the oh, real side to it. His reaction of, of Harvey Dent falling face first into his chocolate mousse was just, Ah, ah, ah. Like, <laughs> oh harvey you do this silly stuff all the time like, <laughs> covered it in chocolate mousse you silly dog you're always getting stuff on your face harvey <laughs> and he's you... face down in that pudding for like 30 seconds i'm like get that man some air i love when they're interrogating the french chef as well and he's like what did you put in this mousse strychnine and he's like uh sugar chocolate <laughs> and a little bit eggs. of vanilla eggs clam yeah that was great so the plants attacking Batman in the greenhouse. Yeah. One of them growled like a dog. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, but, uh, it completely reminded me of both the original resident evil one and resident evil two. Oh, in those games, uh, there's uh, the garden area in resident evil one where it's a giant plant monster that picks up and you have to poison the plant in order to get past it. And then in resident evil two, there's these big walking plant monsters in the laboratory at the end. Uh, and they really look like that because I had an action figure of that as a child. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I actually remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that action figure. Now you said that. Yeah. yeah. I used to use it when we played with poison Ivy all the time. Yeah. And poison Ivy, we had, we had a Joker toy where he had like Shut a, he had like a giant Joker gun with teeth. Yes. And then Poison Ivy from Batman and Robin, the movie, we had we had the Uma Thurman Poison Ivy action figure. We'd never had the animated series. And the oh, Uma Thurman... We Th- must have had the animated series. No, we didn't. We had the Uma Thurman, I remember. And Uma Thurman had the same sort of gun that the Joker had, but it was like a plant gun that had yeah. like a Venus flytrap mouth. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. Um, yeah, that was from Batman and Robin. Um, anyway, to, but... I used to like stick my finger in it all the time. You loved sticking your finger in all of these toys, like the no, venom I didn't mask. Stick my finger in all the toys. I used to constantly chew on all the rubber. Not, I'm not constantly sticking my finger in things. <laughs> in offices, that's you. And by finger, I mean dick. You're a <laughs> no, I had a weird obsession with chewing on rubberized things as a child. You did, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but I remember Te- that was teething. <laughs> Do you like? Uh, it was like um, you know those. What is it? They like hold paper together, not a paper clip, but like, fuck, what the fuck are they called? It's like, know you know, you know, like the, the ones that clamp down. Yes, like a I, paper. Do have, I do have forgot the name of whatever you're, you're right? talking Right? I can't remember it. But anyway, yeah, you, I used to put my finger like in those. The, um, the ships from Attack of the Clones, if you hold them the right way. Absolutely. Yes. I used to put my finger in those all the time. And that's probably the same obsession. Uh, so, all right. Do you think Batman's vow to never take a life included plants? Because he fucks up that Venus flytrap. No, plants, robots, animal life. Batman mur- is a murderer. There's um, a bear. He's like, chuk, 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 on, <laughs> you're going in the uh, study at Wayne Manor. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going on display in the back cave. That's the time <laughs> I nearly died from that big bear. I Next shouted, the- it's coming right for us! And I shot it right in the face. <laughs> Next to the T-Rex and all the yeah. other things he's killed. What do you think of Poison Ivy's little wrist crossbows that she's got? I don't get it. <laughs> no, it doesn't <laughs> Whose really... Whose idea was that? Was that from the comics? Is that something Paul Dini came up with? Maybe. It just Maybe. doesn't make sense for the character. No, I mean, it was a bit weird, especially because... Yeah, like a whole thing with plants and like organic material, and then she's got this like old archaic weaponry, you know, from years ago. I always ago. thought it'd be cool if Poison Ivy had something like Spider-Man's webbing, but it shot like vines that she could like swing around and wrap people up in. But no one's really ever done that. No, no one's done that. She's had like hench people that have done that, like like side villains in this show mm-hmm. where she creates them out of plants and they like shoot like tentacle yeah. plants. I always at thought them. if she could do that it'd be fun. Yeah. So Batman trades the extinct rose for the antidote and Harvey makes a full recovery. He tells Harvey that Pamela is not right for him, which I thought was really funny, by the way. He's yeah. like, I'm your friend, right? And Harvey's like, mm-hmm, as he's like <laughs> having his temperature taken. He's all, he looks like a kid with a lollipop in his mouth. He's like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I'm your friend, yeah. Um, so he tells him that it's not right for him. We cut to Ivy in Stonegate, who's talking to her roses like a maniac. And all I want to know, bud, is who let... Poison Ivy have plants in her jail cell. Well, I guess they don't really know the extent of her powers and abilities, do they? No, true. And also she's in Stonegate and she does end up in Arkham in the in mm. this show it in all the other episodes that she's in. Um yeah, that's an easy escape. I'm like but I she also, yeah, she doesn't I don't really know what her abilities are in this episode. It Oh, it's vague, and that's fine. She's more human than she is like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I said, like almost like a yeah, just just a classic femme fatale of like I poisoned yes. my husband. Yeah. And I always want I wondered if she was going to do the same to Bruce somehow, because Bruce and Harvey were the ones that pioneered the like and and, and well, the mayor. Said, she was like going with Harvey when she was like, you know, oh I heard he's like super rich and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. Use that to her abilities. Yeah. All right, so that is the end of the episode. Let's get into all of our little fun games that we do. Do you have a love that Batman moment? Oh, I got to play the jingle. Love that Batman! Nothing really stood out for me majorly. I guess the one I would say is when the helicopter goes past then Batman's standing on the rooftop looking at it. Okay, that's a cool moment um i know what you're talking about yeah because he's because his cape's like blown in the wind and yeah. he's watching it and then he 
shoots his grapple hook and goes after it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I agree. There's not a lot that I could really pull. Uh, there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah. But there was a moment that first I... First time. Yeah, first time. There was a moment where I was like, you know what? That that was pretty cool, though. Um, when he's on top of the greenhouse, yeah? First of all, you see a lot of blue on his costume because the light is, like, beaming on him. I and thought the that, whole episode he's covered in blue. Yeah, I thought that looked pretty fucking cool, but I was like, oh, that's kind of cool to see the blue in Batman's costume. You don't see that a lot. He looked very Frank Miller, Dark Knight Returns blue, didn't yes, he? Yes, yes, that's true. Um, so I, I dug that, but there's a moment where Ivy... She is like pruning the roses and stuff, and then she turns off the light to the greenhouse and she walks off screen. And you see Batman running across the catwalk and uh, along the mm-hmm. top of the greenhouse. And I really like that because she's like, she's just going about her business. And I just love seeing like little sneaky Batman like run across the top of the screen. So that was my love that Batman moment. Yeah, that's good. All right. Sometimes we're making a competition, other times we're like, yeah, you, both of them. You can win that. Because I didn't, I was like, I can't find one. Yeah, there was, there was definitely this is the first episode we come across that. All right, next one, riddle me this, William. Focus, focus, focus. But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh darn! Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess. That's all. Now, now, no sore losers. Okay, this is a quiz show that I play with my brother where I ask him five questions from the episode we just watched to make sure he's paying attention. If he gets more than three right, or three or more right, he wins. If he doesn't, he dies. That's the rules of the game. (laughs) All right. Uh, And then I do have a bonus for you, which will be five points. So if you're really hanging on, this is the bonus. Question one. Riddle me this, William. How long does it take to build Stonegate Penitentiary? Five years. Five years is correct. Well done. Question two. Riddle me this, William. What does Harvey faint and collapse into? Yeah, a big old bowl of chocolate mousse. Correct. Question three. Riddle me this, William. What job did Pamela Isley once have? Uh, Something to do with bloods. Yes, but what is it called? Bye. By... Oh, it begins with the B and it's Bo. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Bo. Dilly. Oh, God. Bo Dallas. Bo. I'm going to give you Bo one bottom. more. Guess. No, one more guess. One more serious guess. Bob. Bob. Oh, what's it called with the plants? Bob. Yep. Yeah, Bob. Bo- Bo- Botany. Botany. Yeah. Oh, you just said it. Bok. Bot, no, bot, 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 botanist, 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 misty bottoms, botanist. Okay, I'll give you a half a point there because there was a big old clue. Question four: Riddle me this, William. What is the name of Poison Ivy's antidote and fragrance? Oh, I know it. Yeah, it was a play. It was a pun. Play on words. Oh, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Schmade. <laughs> gonna have to ask for an answer gonna oh, need an answer my dog. i know it gonna need I paid an attention answer. to it yeah it was a good one i was like i like that it's a good name for a fragrance and the antidote oh you son of a bitch would you like the first word yes rose no i lost it rose from the dead that was it yeah very good 
question five. Final question before the bonus. Riddle me this, William. What is the name of the extinct rose in this episode? No, no. It is the wild thorny rose. So you got three, right? Well, two and a half, because I gave you a half one. So technically you die unless you get this answer, which you definitely won't because this bonus is crazy. But I thought eh, it's worth five points. So it's going to be somewhat difficult. Final question. What dish does Alfred recommend to Bruce to try at the Rose Cafe? May I recommend the blah, 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 sir? It's exquisite. I'll try that, Alfred. Soup. It's not a soup. It's a fish. Alibut. No. <laughs> Just Alibut. <laughs> Swordfish. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Alfred? Try the fish and chips, man. <laughs> it's delicious with the mushy peas. Yeah, extra mush. Extra. <laughs> Make sure we get the tartar sauce oh, as well. Tartar. Uh, it is a trout almondine. Which I looked up, oh, and it's definitely a dish from the 30s. This thing looked like cat sick on a plate. Oh. <laughs> so gross. I was like, what is trout almond? Oh, no. I thought one of your questions was going to be, what's the name of the restaurant? And it wasn't. Oh, that was such an easy one. Yeah, well, I'm a dum-dum. <laughs> what is the name of the restaurant? The Red Rose. No, it's the Rose Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> you dum-dum. I'm a dum-dum. Oh, jeez. Ah, brother. What was wrong with the red thorn plant? What do you mean, what was wrong with it? What was wrong with it? What? What do you mean, what was wrong with it? For me to get all my points back, what was wrong with it? It was the poison. What are you talking about? No, that's not the answer you're looking for. I'm sorry. The answer uh, you're, for you need that. to be more specific with your question. It was extinct. I was. That doesn't. That doesn't mean something's wrong with it. I'm sorry, sir. You win no points. And I what you more. should have asked is how, why couldn't Batman get an antidote? And it's because the plant is extinct. That's the question. Mm, that's, the, that's the game we play. That's the card you were dealt. <sighs> All right. We're going to get into our last category here, which is Ace the Bat Sound. I'm going to play a musical cue from the uh, this show. We didn't actually talk about the music in this episode. I've just remembered that, but it wasn't much to really talk on. It was yeah. it was okay. So I'm going to play a musical theme from this show, and you're going to have to name the character that this musical theme is is created for. Then that will give you one point. If you can describe what happens in this episode, again, this is the first appearance of these characters. Describe what happens in the episode. You get two points. Name the episode. You get three points. I'm never going to get any of these. You might. Are you ready for the musical clip? Yeah. I only know this because of you singing it all the fucking time like 10 years ago. It's so fun. It's so bombastic. Just stop throwing out answers. Stop. Think about it. Just think about it. It's fun. Penguin? Yeah, the penguin. Well done. Well done. And his first appearance. I can give you a 
Is it I've got Batman in my basement? Holy shit, yes! It is! So you just named the episode. Can you describe what happens to the episode to get full points? There's kids like that get Batman into their basement and Penguin finds out and he like tries to get him down there. Correct! That's pretty much what happens. Batman gets unconscious. It's going to be in your head now, isn't it? It's yep. so, yeah. And then I do have a voice clip as a clue. You didn't need it, but I'm going to play it for everybody. This is from the episode. Valiant effort, but I win. Now back away, you irksome imps. <laughs> back away, you irksome imps. It's a great voice. It is a great voice. Back away, you irksome imps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool, man. Buddy, my final question for you is, what are you doing with your life? The only change in my life is the scales. (laughs) Uh, What are you you into? What keeps you going these days? (laughs) (laughs) He's unraveled. I've unraveled Um, him. I'm watching, I'm re-watching Modern Family with my wife. I'm re-watching The Walking Dead with my wife. We just got to the end of the Governor saga. And at first I was like, I don't give a shit about the Governor. I was like, I'm really not enjoying him this time around. And then when he like disappears and then you see his story coming back where he like, like goes through this phase of being like on the land by himself to then becoming the Governor again and showing up in a tank ready to chop Herschel's head off. I really enjoyed that arc. I was like, this is totally forgot about that. pretty fucking good. And the zombies in, I think I'm watching season four. Uh, the zombies in season four, whoever did it, it looks amazing. Like there's so many practical effects. Like there's one scene where someone takes uh, a metal pipe and is behind a zombie and sticks it in their mouth and pulls. And you see like this prosthetic of like the skin ripping off of like oh. the, the zombies like skull and like ripping their head back and stuff. There's a lot of great stuff in it. And that's why I'm, I think it's why I'm struggling right now with enjoying The Last of Us as much as I should be because I'm rewatching the best of The Walking Dead and it's yeah. full of amazing zombie action. And then I watch The Last of Us and it's barren of any zombies. Yeah, I mean, it's still good. It still has my attention, but it's definitely starting to be like, all right, are we in a zombie apocalypse or are we in like the movie The Road with Vigo yeah. um, yes, Mortensen? You know, well, it's astute observation. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm doing uh, that and um, just working on my Kickstarter. Very cool. I love it. Um, I haven't watched Walking Dead in a while, but getting the kind of secondhand watch from you has been fun. And yeah, it's nice to remember that show because there's definitely great moments in it. For me, Last of Us, we already know how I feel about that. Um, still continue to watch that. But mostly, I have been delving into samurai jack and i have not jack gotta get back back to the best samurai jack uh it's it's been so great to revisit it um i didn't think i would be enjoying it as much as i really have i actually a banger of a show and probably our next podcast probably um because i have not looked at my phone once whilst watching these episodes mm. i am paying full attention and I, I'm, I'm not bored like there were some episodes where i was like oh this is going to be the episode but i found things in it where i'm like this is actually still pretty damn good and i'm enjoying this like there was one episode that came out of nowhere that i'd forgotten about which is um 
Aku awakens these like three Egyptian gods, these like vicious, like dog looking gods. Um, and he's just like, you have to kill Samurai Jack. He's on his way here. Mm-hmm. And then you have flashbacks of Jack being a kid training in Egypt when he traveled the world training. Mm-hmm. So he remembers reading the, like the hieroglyphics on the wall of how to put these creatures back in their tomb or how to summon this like gods to put them back in the tomb. And it's so intense and it's so good. And just the way he's doing it and the music in that show is incredible. The, the cinematography, it's the best cult cinematography in any cartoon ever. Ever. Like just all of the long shots, all of the pan in shots and like just the old style, like Kung Fu movie feel that it has. And it's, it's fucking great, man. It really is such a good show. I can't recommend anyone. I can't recommend enough. Anyone that's seen it that hasn't seen it in a while, go back and watch it. Cause it's really damn good. Yeah. And I hold, it's gone way up in my list of being like one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. So yeah, I'm really enjoying that. I'm like, deep into season three of it right now um Didn't you just buy it like a day ago i've watched the shit out of it man i've watched well, it so much oh, that's from... right because you work weekends so you're you have time off in the uh the regular week yeah i work um three days a week and well i prep and everything takes no, a long time you don't time. work more than that because you prep and everything yeah yeah so but when i'm prepping or when i'm don't just watch that because you'll get no prepping done no, I do. I I can sit there and like my hands know what they need to do now with most of my prep. So I watch it and I've been really enjoying that. Um, I just got Superman, the animated series, which I'll probably go into next. <laughs> and I did sneak in a cheeky Superman episode today, um, which was that episode, The Demon Within, where uh, Rachel Gaul tries to take the essence of Superman. Mm. And that was one that I like didn't know about until a few years ago i just missed it so it's i've really enjoyed watching it because it's it's so fresh to me so every time i watch it i'm like holy shit this is so good it's just all around like that's why we do this podcast it's just a great show um dcau is awesome cartoons used to be the shit i mean there's no like besides i guess some anime stuff there's no real cartoons that are like for kids and adults nowadays right yeah i mean i'm really excited to get to the final season of samurai jack because i've only seen that once Mm. and that was like i remember a lot of that being really good so i'm very excited to get to that i've watched some great episodes that we loved like um jack versus the zombies which is just so good yeah amazing um jack like with the gangsters and well, the, my standout episodes are the archers. Oh, the um, archers episode is so good. I, uh, I like the one where like the little guys have to go up into space. Oh yeah. That's, that's in the first help. season. Yeah. Um, that's very early on. I like him bouncing with the, the monkeys on like the, whatever when he, when, uh, when Aku's like, you can fly. And he's like, no jump. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And then the episode just ends. Right. Yeah. It's brilliant. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Obviously, one of the best ones is when he fights the white ninja, ninja and he becomes the white ninja. Like, it's just oh. so good. The show's so fucking good. It's so good, man. And obviously, the Scottish character in that, who I completely ripped off when I wrote my Vampirella holiday special. I yes. Just like, I'm just going to channel the voice of that character for my, um, uh, what was it? The 
the, the, the ghost uh, of Christmas present. Yes, yeah. when they're going out trying to kill monsters. Um, yeah, I mean, totally dug it, and also kind of the same in that Wolfman uh, movie that Marvel Studios made. They had like a Scottish guy. Yeah, and I and felt they, a bit ripped off. Yeah, but they probably ripped off Samurai Jack. <laughs> yeah, much better idea. Um, yeah, it's just a great show, and I'll watch some Superman the Animated Series. And yeah, I'm just thinking about it, you saying there's no good cartoons, and we just watched that James Gunn announcement like you know there's some good comics that he's got in there but there's so much in the cartoons i'm just like you know what's great about the cartoons that we're watching and reviewing is that they actually use them in the movies like spider-man the toby Maguire's yeah, took so much from spider-man the animated series and batman i mean they didn't take loads from batman the animated series it was always kind of its own thing but it's lived on for so long because it's just that good and that good a storytelling. I mean, I guess the biggest thing they took from Batman, the animated series was Mr. Freeze having a wife that was frozen, you know, and he's trying to cure her. Like that's Paul Dini coming up with that. And then in Batman and Robin, they're like, yeah, that's villain. And that's his, that's his main, his modus operandi. I just throw out a big old phrase there. <laughs> modus operandi. Not that big. <laughs> you've seen it <laughs> i've seen it um anyway yeah i'm rambling but i'm totally into my animated series right now especially samurai jack and going on that nostalgia train baby we've been talking about nostalgia a lot lately yeah buddy it's been really good i'm doing that with game collecting i just got uh the original crash bandicoot in mint condition for playstation one. Oh, it is tasty to look at <laughs> you don't even oh, play it so minty and I, and I i did on ebay i did one of those when it's like or buy it now best offer and i sent an, an offer which i do all the time randomly i asked for 15 pounds less than the asking price and they accepted i was like oh, oh baby, here we go arrived, and it's just it's beautiful i love it it's just, love it's just above your bed I, got, like... I, got, I just got resident evil for the gamecube which i fucking love uh, what else is new that I got? I'm Speaking to your some... microphone when you're talking. I had some people ask me the other day, like, oh, tell me what some of the retro game stuff you got was, because I talked about it on a previous podcast. Um, I got Final Fantasy Tactics for the Game Boy Advance, which is, to me, one of the best games ever made. Um, that's about it. That's about it. All right. Well, is there anything you want to add before we jet off? Please go to my website, speechcomics.com, sign up for my newsletter where you can read the first five pages of my new comic, Outbreaks, Foul Free, and join me March 1st when I launch it on Kickstarter, international shipping. I'm shipping all over the world, baby. Yeah. And then pick go, up my comic. Go check it out. It actually has zombies in it from the get-go. So and there's it lots does. of zombies. Yes. Yep, so that's really good in a zombie story. It's a full of zombies in my zombie story. <laughs> my girlfriend laughed at your message last night when we were watching Last of Us, and you said, I would like some zombies in my zombie show, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the tone I was going for with that. <laughs> yeah, she thought that was funny. Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance, we are the night, we are a podcast. That's right, baby. Goodbye from Rishabu. Toodles! Recording is in progress. It's in progress. Prog progress. That's, I always think when I say... 
progress here. Um, that I'm saying it the American way, but I'm not. I'm saying it the English way. Just progress sounds American to me, but it's the is English it not? way. Yeah, no. it is progressive. That's what they say. No progress. That's the American progress. Way. Yeah. That's what they just said in the uh, when we hit record as well. Recording in progress. So progress is progress. The, progress. It sounds progress sounds like the American way, right? And progress sounds like the English way, like prog rock. Yeah, pro progress. But it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's the other way around. It's fucking weird. Well, isn't that really interesting? It is interesting. <laughs> I find it interesting. Well, why don't you wrap it up in a piece of aluminium and put it in your boot and take a lift? And drive on the left-hand side of the road. Yes. Which I'm still weirded out by, like, driving now. Like, uh, yeah, today. But, the, but the steering wheel and everything is on the other opposite side of the car. But I keep on doing this, where I go to the car and I open the passenger side, like, I'm thinking like okay i'm gonna drive and i open the passenger side and i'm like oh the steering wheel's on the other side i keep doing this wobs and i'm like i haven't driven in like 10 years and the last time was yeah it was like 2014 so almost 10 years i haven't driven and my brain still goes steering wheel on left side that's pathetic get on with it (laughs) fix your brain I'm trying. I'm still considering getting myself a little Vespa scooter to go to the shops to get French sticks and stuff in a little basket in the front of my Vespa. This is news to me. Tell me well, more. The only other thing, the only thing I'm worried about is obviously if I get hit, then I'm dead because I'll go flying and I'll explode, which I do not But the local Tesco's to me is is like a two minute drive. Yeah, I know where it with is. With one yeah. stoplight, and I'm thinking like, yeah, and a roundabout. And a roundabout, yeah. And roundabouts suck. I mean, I'm, think, get, I'm getting used I'm to it. picturing like being, it's the summer. Because, you know, when I lived in Hastings, I had uh, the town t- at my doorstep. So I could walk out and, you know, I would get me and my wife, like, fresh croissants for breakfast. And, like, <laughs> all these love. <laughs> I said it normally, croissants. I, I just don't wait. Your mouth, your mouth That's went down. That's a fresh croissants for breakfast the corner of your the both the corners of your mouth went as you said it um (laughs) and i miss having that so i was was thinking because you know i feel better since my wife's the only one that drives she used to go and get stuff so i thought like it's a summer's morning i get up and i pop on my little vespa and i go and pick up some fresh croissants maybe some starbucks coffee and bring it back as a little treat but uh, well, that would be lovely but you've got to get a fucking license a scooter license one i have a deathly fear of driving because i've been in so many accidents and two i would really hate that if the way i died was being hit on my vespa scooter and- well and also the thing is is that you have a fear of driving because of the accidents but at least you're in like a metal cage when you're in a car mm. on a fucking vespa you're you're just meat you're just exposed meat mm. you're just gonna get as Destroyed. I usually am. I'm always exposed to meat. <laughs> I'm not that's, wearing trousers right now. That's what so. you call a sex night. Exposed meat. <laughs> You're looking for a little exposed meat. I'm exposed meat, meat every time uh, the postman comes to the door. I have to like hide my ass around the door because I'm just usually in my pants. To what? So he just sees like your t- the upper half of you. He's never yeah. seen the lower half. He doesn't even know you have legs. He's never. But the seen days them. that I'm actually wearing like shorts or trousers, I open that door so wide. I'm like, hello, world. <laughs> come I'm on just, in. <laughs> usually, I'm just hiding behind the door. 
Come on in, have a cup of tea. It's funny because yes, these are these are legs. Yes, thank you for noticing. This <laughs> man must know I'm in my pants because he must see everyone. Anyone that peeks around the door, you know that they're not fully dressed. And yeah. like this, oh, 100%. this guy I see all the time. Like he's got a relationship with my dog where he loves my dog and gives her a gravy bone every time he sees her. And every time I see him, I'm just in my pants. <laughs> he's probably he he probably has nicknames for everyone, and you're fat, fat guy pants in pants, <laughs> fatty pants pants, fat ginger guy in pants <laughs> with cute dog, with cute dog. Yeah, well, I know his name. It's Steve because oh. every time I get a delivery, it says your delivery guy is Steve, and there's like he's like a selfie he took of him, which is like such an old man selfie. Like he was clearly lying in a bed, and it's like an upshot. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and it's almost like he didn't mean to take a picture of himself like that, but after he did it, he's yeah. like, "Well, I've done it now, so that's it's fine. just the it's that classic man thing of like you need a, a, a picture, and they're like, "All right." take picture like not like go into your library and find a nice picture of yourself it's take current picture of me in bed in bed at, oh, six, at 65 oh swank tub of tub of ice cream on my belly oh. thinking about the fat ginger guy with pants on and his cute dog and his cute dog oh shit all right, well, are we ready to get going? Yep. All right, let's do it. <laughs> 